welcome to The Parent Equation with me, Aisha Murray. I'm a coach and I primarily support working parents and carers who believe that parenthood shouldn't be a barrier to a successful and fulfilling career. In this podcast series, I chat to inspirational working parents and ask them to share their own experiences of raising children alongside their careers. We talk about the struggles and the moments of joy. And I hope in each episode, there's something that can bring you a bit more strength and positivity. So please follow, listen and subscribe on all major platforms. So today I'm joined by Lindsay Gould. I know Lindsay through her podcasting community called Podcasting for Business, which obviously I'm now involved in being a sort of amateur podcaster. And Lindsay is a working mum with two daughters and also has a very successful business of her own. So is definitely an entrepreneur in the podcasting field. So Lindsay, can you just tell us maybe a bit more about, I suppose, your journey, your parenthood journey, um, how being self-employed has worked alongside raising a family? Yeah, um, thank you for having me, by the way. So yeah, my children, I guess, aren't little children anymore. My mm. eldest is actually 21. My youngest is 15. Uh, so she's sort of in the middle of her GCSE two-year course at the moment. Um, now, I started this business working for myself back in 2015. So it's only been the last six years that they've known me as working for myself. Yeah. Um, so before that, uh, goodness me, it was so difficult. And I really empathize with everybody who is out there now listening to this thinking, I want to have my own business. I want to be able to work my own hours. I totally get it. I spent years. So my background is HR. Okay. mentoring, training. Mm. And the the more senior I got in my career, the more I was on the road. Mm. <laughs> I was always on the road. The M25 was pretty much my um, <laughs> my workplace, you know, just the car park that is the M25. Yeah, yeah. So I was just constantly driving um, on the road, traveling all over the world on some occasions mm. too. So that, that feeling of not being around for some of the big things that were happening for my kids at the time yeah. was just overwhelming at times. It got to the stage where it was in 2015, as I say, my husband had just finished his um, degree. He'd retrained to be a teacher. And at the end of his first week as a new teacher, you know, we had dinner and I said to him, you know, have you have you done the right thing? He said, yeah, I just wish I'd done it years ago. And I remember feeling really jealous and gutted, (laughs) really happy for him, obviously. But just that oh, you know, that stab in the stomach of, oh yeah, he, he loves what he's doing. He's got purpose. Yeah. I didn't have that. So I decided to finally take the plunge mm-hmm. and get out and start my own business. And all the things are true about being able to work your own hours. I, I did that. I mean, you do work long hours if you're yeah, a new you entrepreneur do. when you're getting mm-hmm. things off the ground. Mm-hmm. But I was able to say, you know, these are the days I'm going to work. This is the time I'm going to close my laptop. And I, I think those boundaries were really key yeah. for me. I think that's one of the biggest things I would say to people that when you are either working from home as an employee Mm. or, you know, you've got your own business or you might be starting or scaling, it's about getting those really strong boundaries in place right from the start. Yeah, that's what I talk about with all my clients at the moment, boundaries between work and home. Massively. They're all losing losing themselves in the midst of yeah. being at home and having work in the same yeah. place. You can't turn off, can you? Because you're just here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's really important. But it takes a lot of confidence to mm. establish those boundaries, I think, to yes. say to someone, actually, no, this is now protected time for whatever it is I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah. People, I think it's that lack of confidence to be able to say that and stand up for what they yeah. want 
to say, I think. Yeah, well, and you're right about the boundaries because when I started, you know, I was working off my kitchen table. Um, I didn't have an office of my own, but now I'm really lucky that we've converted one of the rooms in the house into an office and I can literally shut the door at the end of the day, which does make things easier. Yeah. But I do remember those times where it's very difficult to turn your back on something mm. if you're using a corner of your your room or whatever. Yeah, it's always, so, in, your, yeah. It's always in vision, isn't it? So it's yeah, hard it's always there to it. see. Yeah. So just talking about, because what you're saying is resonating a lot with, with me and my clients who are having similar Mm. thoughts about my I changed career about two years ago now to become a coach um but I've got clients now who want to do what you've done they want to change they want to spend more time with their family and all the things we all Mm. want but because of the income considerations because Mm -hmm. obviously you suddenly rely entirely on on yourself for income yeah and because of the the boundaries and how do I set my own boundaries so what Mm. I suppose what gave you the confidence apart from seeing your husband sort of thriving in the new career what gave you the confidence to break away from your career and start something new I think it was I think it was I had more fear for staying on the path that I was on Mm. than leaping into the unknown it got to the point I think it had to get to that stage for me where Mm. I thought actually I don't want the job above me I don't want the next thing Um, and that scared me more being on that trajectory and that path and staying on that for the next 20 years or whatever Mm. Um, than thinking, actually, I don't know whether this is going to work. Um, that was what helped me. I just, it, it's really bad to say it was fear, but it was fear in a positive way. It was mm. the fear of staying where I was mm. and not changing that made me make that step. And when you made that step and you mm. overcame that fear, yeah. I imagine um, the first month, six months, a year were pretty scary because, again, it's your, you're like yourself to. Yeah. gather new business to keep things going there's no one else yeah. to, to blame but yourself if things go wrong yeah. so how did you keep yourself again keep yourself on the straight and narrow when you were being faced with these sort of challenges it, yeah it was terrifying you know I, w- I won't lie it is terrifying and I I was sort of the main earner in my home as well which was a massive yeah. um, step yeah. for us um, I think the, the thing with keeping on sort of the straight and narrow as you put it and you know pulling in the business and staying true to what I was doing um, in the very early days, what I did was I supported my income with some part-time consultancy work. Mm. Yep. And I think a lot of people have this view in their mind where, you know, quitting the nine to five is a, you know, it's a huge step and then there's no going back. And they feel almost a failure and a sense of failure mm. if they are doing something alongside building their business. Yes. Yeah. And I guess what I want to say to people is it's totally fine to do that. In some ways, it's more responsible. And I think the way I got around that in my head was I thought, well, actually what I'm doing is I'm funding the growth of my business. You know, I didn't have investors, you know, it was just me, as you say. So what I did, I did um, a couple of days a week consultancy in HR so that I could afford to invest in my business to grow it. Um, So that's what I would say to other people. I would say, you know, if it feels too scary to just completely quit and start afresh on your own, then do it in baby steps, do what feels comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. So that I think if you, if you just make that break and then you don't have enough clients coming through and you've not got a big enough audience, it's very easy to start working with people or clients or companies that you probably don't really want to work with because you think, oh, well, I just need, I need the income. Whereas actually, if you're investing in yourself by supporting your income, working part time somewhere or consulting or whatever you do, 
you've got that ability to say no actually I don't I don't want to do that project or I don't want to do this yeah Yeah. so yeah it gives you the confidence to Mm. do that and often, as you say, a sort of a side hustle, if you like, I think that's a trendy mm. word people are using, yeah. but a, a sort of passionate side hustle can actually evolve into the full-blown business or your sort of career yeah. change ultimately. Massively. So as you say, you can do something on the side, which doesn't risk too much, mm. but yeah. hopefully with a bit more investment and, and passion around it, it does grow into yes. something that's viable long-term. Definitely. Um, and how did your, so you talk about your daughters, obviously they saw you as a, a nine-to-five mum being a, yeah. away a lot, being on the road a lot. And now for the past few years, I've seen you as a, a self-made mum, if you like, yeah, an entrepreneur yeah. running many things. How do you think their perception of you, or maybe not you personally, as, as a, what a mum should be, the sort of role modelling element, how do you think that might have changed for them, seeing the two sides? Yeah, it's funny because, um, so when they were very little, my husband was the main earner. Mm. Um, but I guess from... From my eldest being sort of probably going into junior school, maybe a little bit younger, I've always been the main earner. So they've always seen me as sort of the working mum and bringing home the bacon or whatever you want to call it. Uh, They've always seen me in that way. But I think um, we've had conversations about it in the last year, actually, about how they can see how, you know, hard I've worked to build the business up. And they've seen the nice things we've been able to do as a family. Mm -hmm. And my husband is so supportive. You know, he will like last year, for example, we were meant to be going to Japan mm. <laughs> for his for his yeah. uh, one of his big birthdays mm. for his 50th. Mm. And we were meant to be going and obviously we couldn't. But I remember when we booked it and we were telling the girls about us going, you know, he said, you know, this is because your mum has, has, has worked so hard and, you know, we're able to do these nice things. Yeah. So he's really supportive yeah. in that way. Um, I don't know whether they've changed their view of me because they've always seen me sort of as someone who has a strong work ethic. Yeah. But I know they're proud. I do catch them sometimes saying things to their friends or to each other about mm. how proud mm. they are. So that's always lovely. Yeah, and I think the little the little nuggets you hear. My six year old the other day was recording her own podcast. Oh, bless her! Called mine, mine's called the Parent Equation, um, yeah. and she was calling it the Children Equation or something. And oh, she was bless talking to her! Talking to her sister, interviewing her sister about what it's like to have a, a nice mummy or something. It was so oh. so heartwarming. So obviously, everything we do, I know, <laughs> so <laughs> everything lovely. we do, everything we do, we, they obviously they're taking all of us in. Yeah, without us even realizing. So that I think, as I mentioned just a second ago, that role modeling yeah that happens in the house without even realizing it's happening is so important yeah um a client I had last week said she's she's not the right role model at the moment she's stressed she's angry which I was Mm. like that a few years ago too shouting the kids she's rushing to work you know yeah and that's not what we want to portray to our children especially daughter the mum daughter thing for me and and you too yeah yeah so I guess it's important for you for them to see you with a yeah, massively. <clears throat> it's important for them to see that it's perfectly normal for a mum to have sort of the be the main owner in a home it's important for them for me to to be able to show them that they can they don't have to follow a traditional path mm. they don't have to do that you know they've seen me as a corporate mum yeah um they've seen me go to night school and study a master's they've mm. seen me do all that they've also seen me be at home you know, when my youngest was born and I was at home on maternity leave and so on and had a bit of an extra um, maternity leave with her. Mm. Um, so they've seen that, but they, they've seen that I had an idea and I went for it. Yeah. And I think yep. that's really important for girls in particular, uh, for boys too. But I think for girls in particular, they need to, they can't be what they can't see. 
can they? They yeah, just can't be what true. they can't see. So mm-hmm. if I was at home not working, not that that is, you know, anything negative whatsoever. I've got massive admiration for women who whose main job is in the home. You know, they're, they're, they're managing the home, they're managing the childcare and all of that. Yeah. It's still a flipping job. Yeah. <laughs> it's still hard. Yeah, absolutely. Massively it is. But if, if my girls had aspirations to be something more, it was important for them to see that that was possible. That's possible. Yeah. And as mm-hmm. you said, everyone has a choice in whatever yeah. path they take with their home and yeah. whatever works for them and the family and the income. Absolutely. They might choose a complete opposite path. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then how did you go from HR and corporate mm-hmm. to the sort of podcasting for business? Yeah. Sphere? How did that come about? <laughs> so I'd been a coach for 20 years. So mm. as part of my career, you know, I trained to be a coach many, many years ago. Mm. And um, I, it's so funny because I feel like I've come full circle really because I got into HR because I, I loved helping people. I love mm. seeing people develop and progress. And then the further up you get in your career, the less it's about that, the more it's about protecting the business rather than the employees that are there. Mm. Mm. Um, and it came more like a PR job in the end, yeah. to be honest. Um, so I sort of fell out of love with the, the path I was on. But I loved the coaching. I loved the mentoring. I loved the training. Mm. I'd done it. You know, I'd got a national training award. You know, I'd, I love helping people develop. And then I came out, started my coaching business. And it got to the stage after I started my podcast where I was getting so many queries about my podcast. Mm. You know, how do you do it? What microphone do you need? How do you make money from this? All of yeah. that. And I start. it got to the stage where it was about 50-50, where I was doing 50% podcasting work, 50% pure coaching. Mm. Mm. And then it was in 2018, uh, yeah, 2018 that I finally decided, right, I'm just going to go all in on this um, because I've always been quite techy. I've always loved it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's funny because I end up spending more time now coaching around mindset and confidence mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> than before, to be honest, because, you know, it's very simple to teach someone, you know, press this button, do this, do that, the tech side, yeah. but it's all, it's, it's all the stuff around confidence around mm. why people aren't starting a podcast, why mm. they don't feel able to use their voice. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's been, it, it feels like it's come full circle for me. I'm doing yeah. the work now that I think I was meant to do. And to do, that's, that, and that's what happens, isn't it? When you when you take that brave step that you did all yeah. those years ago to leave a, a career, a secure career, yeah. you, you, I suppose you put all your faith in the fact that you will, it will work out for you. Yeah, so but I never thought it would be this. Down. Yeah, yeah. I never thought it would be this. I mean, like now I do, I, I thought I would have a coaching business. Mm. Um, but actually now I have, I'm a podcast and business coach, but I also run a production company for podcasters. Mm. Yeah. So it's completely, it's completely different, different to what I, I ever. It's funny, yeah. And that's a piece of advice I give to everyone. Just be curious, be led by your curiosity. Just go with what feels right in the moment and you never know what can happen things could yeah. be so much bigger and better than you ever imagine and doors open don't they sort of as yes. you go along oh my goodness whether yeah. you choose yeah. to go through that door to say actually that's not quite right I'm gonna yeah. go for the next one and then as you say you just sort of meander through yeah and I suppose you do end up as you have in the sort of best place for you at the yeah. right time yeah absolutely yeah because my podcasting journey is similar in the sense I'm a coach yeah but I felt the need in lockdown to talk to working parents to mm. keep connected with them because we were all suddenly remote and we couldn't meet face to face. Yeah. So I just thought I'll just chat to some working parents. That'd yes. be nice. Nice thing to do in lockdown. And it's still going. 
and yeah. you know on episode 20 and it's everyone's really enjoying it and I'm getting people want to be on it it's like oh my god where did this come from <laughs> and it was just wasn't supposed to be like that it was just sort of these things yeah they just develop happen, don't yeah they? yeah yeah well done thanks thanks <laughs> um so Lindsay before we wrap up I think maybe the journey you've been on has been amazing and inspiring and it's got you to a really great place in your life so for people other working parents other working mums who are feeling like they're stuck in the nine to five feeling like there should be something out there that they can do that's better for them and their families mm. what would be your three top pieces of advice or tips for I suppose firstly finding that passion whatever it might be and then breaking out of your comfort zone and really sort of going for it yeah really good question I think the first one I just mentioned a few minutes ago actually but it's being led by your curiosity so you might know that the path you're on right now isn't the one that you want to be on but you perhaps don't know where you want to go next perhaps you don't know you know what the next thing is you want to do so it's being led by your curiosity. You know, what are you interested in? Make a list and think about all the things that you enjoy doing. Think about the things you enjoy reading about, the videos you enjoy looking at on YouTube, the books you enjoy reading, the podcasts you like listening to. Just make a list of all the things that you enjoy and start to be led by your curiosities about what your next step could be. And one thing I always say to people is, think back to when you were sort of 15, 16, even 18, 21, that period in your life when everything was in front of you, what were the things that you wanted to do back then? You know, what was the pattern? It might not be exactly the same now when you look back on it. Um, It might not be possible uh, or not something that you want to do anymore, but it will give you an idea about the sorts of ambitions you once had, you know, because they'll still be there somewhere lurking at the back Um, so I would definitely do that so be led by your curiosity next thing I would say to people is have a conversation with those closest to you Mm. and ask them the question ask them you know what what do you what do you see as my strengths what do you see as my uh, you know if you had an issue with something what would you come to me about you know what are the things that I can help you with so start to find out how other people see you yeah And then I think, you know, in terms of figuring out, uh, in terms of making that next step or that first step, Mm. it's incredibly scary. And like I said earlier on, it took for me to get to the point where I was more scared to stay where I was than to jump out and go into the unknown. Um, Some of the practical things that really help there is just having a little bit of a safety net, you know, Mm. financially, having a little bit of a safety net there that you feel a bit more comfortable fund yourself through those first few months that first year even you know get a part-time job there's no shame in that you know if you if you need to work in a call center or stack some shelves for a little while you should be really proud that you're doing that because you're funding your future you're funding your dreams and making them possible so I think about practically financially what can you afford to to drop in terms of your finances and what do you absolutely need to survive and thrive each month so get that practically on paper before taking that step but when you actually do take that first step you might not actually know 100% whether it's the right step and that is okay because I, I think it's Marie Forleo who says this all the time that clarity comes with action yeah when you actually take that first step, you'll know very quickly mm. whether it's something that you should be carrying on with. I think you physically feel it in your body. You know, yeah. you get those gut reactions yeah, about things. So take that first step and be curious about that first step. Just keep asking yourself, does this feel good? Does this feel right? 
what would be the next step to take? Take it slowly um, and don't trust all the, you know, the lies online that say you can, you can, you can make six figures in six minutes. It's just a pile of BS. Thousands, thousands of It's those. just ridiculous. ridiculous. There's, there's no it's need for out, it. getting slightly out of hand. <laughs> yeah. So just don't trust that. It's not true. I will tell you that now. And for those very few handful of people who have been able to do that, it's never something that is long-term. It's always overnight success. And then there's no longevity to it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if you're looking to start your own business, you want to do it because you want to, you know, you want a career, you want a business, you want to build that and you want security. So, yeah, I think they would be yeah. my piece of advice. Yeah, great. And actually, the, the last point, those those BS sort of merchants, if you like, mm. are often also not based on honesty and transparency mm. and being yeah. true to yourself. It's sort of creating yeah. a different persona yes. to get all these alleged sales in. Yeah. But that's actually not being true to who you are and what you're trying to offer. So yeah, exactly. Again, it just can't be sustainable. No, absolutely start. not. Yeah. You've just got to do what feels right for you and don't yeah. be drawn in by all of that online. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much. We've, yeah, we've come to the end of our time now. It's been great. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and those those tips for anyone in the same situation are going to be invaluable, I'm sure. So thank you so much for being on the show and maybe we'll talk again soon. You're very, very welcome. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Lindsay. Cheers. And there we have it, some very inspiring but actually very straightforward and practical words and advice from Lindsay. And I think the bit for me that I loved the most was just being curious, seeing where life leads you, opening doors, just having a go and taking small steps towards pursuing your dreams, having a safety net, not putting all your eggs in one basket, I guess. So I really hope that if you are in the same boat, in fact, as I was a few years ago and not sure which way to turn to pursue the dream, then I hope that Lindsay's words offer you a little bit more inspiration and a little bit of support and a boost of confidence to help you move in the right direction. So I hope you enjoyed listening and please remember to follow and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. Mm-hmm.